Hello, human family. I'm Jocelyn, and I am grateful you're here. Welcome to the Starting with Gratitude podcast. This is a safe space intended to host heart-centered conversations exploring all topics of the human and spiritual experience. Every conversation starts with gratitude and remains rooted in gratitude. After you listen, make sure to join the community by subscribing and sharing. I am so happy you have joined us. It's your girl, your host, Jocelyn. Y como siempre, I am so grateful you are here. And I am so grateful to be joined by someone who I stumbled upon on social media not too long ago and have really been enjoying following. He offers some really beautiful captions that are insightful and resourceful and vulnerable. And it feels like we're about to have a conversation with a sacred masculine who goes by the name of Tone Levels, also known as the blood that heals. He is an artist, which by the way, I just found that out as I was like researching you a bit more and I came mm -hmm. across your music. It's really beautiful. Thank you. Um, you offer a herbal website that has uh, capsules, tinctures, powders, teas. You're a vegan cook, a community organizer and teacher that offers consultations. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, I, it's truly an honor. I, I appreciate you for having me. Well, we always start these conversations with gratitude. So I'm going to invite you to share with us what it is that you currently feel grateful for. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, so one of the one of the main things that uh, I am grateful for, um, it actually just happened recently. Um, so before these past two weeks, um, one day, it was about, I would say about three, maybe four weeks ago, I had woke up one day, man, and I, I couldn't. I couldn't necessarily move. Like my back was in pain. My body was in pain. And um, I was in and for those next two weeks, I was in this space of, you know, for lack of for lack of better words, uh, um, you know, what we all recognize as depression. Right. Quote unquote. And um, so I had I was going through those motions or whatever. And I, after two weeks, I had just woke up, man, and I was. I was tired of feeling whatever I was feeling. However I was feeling, I was tired of it. And so I kind of forced myself out of those emotions. Um, and so the next following day, I had pulled up on a, on a friend. Like she's very tapped in, you know what I'm saying? And she was um, confirming me of what I was going through. And what I was going through, it wasn't like depression. It wasn't, I wasn't sick or anything like that. It was more spiritual than anything. And what I was going through was a purge. Um, so I was letting go and releasing all the people, places, and things that no longer served me. And when she gave me that and spoke nothing but life and power into me, it's like, I just felt 10 times better. And I, I, I'm grateful for that because now when I look back on it, um, I realize that, um, so last year I had went through a, another spiritual awakening. Um, and so I had got a big snake tattoo on my back. Right. And, it, and it's two, it's a double headed snake. You know, it represents duality, you know what I'm saying? Good, bad, whatever the case may be. But when I look back on the, the past few weeks, I realized that with me being in the position of being the great chief of all serpents, all serpents every 30 to 42 days 
they have a death and a rebirth all at the same time. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm thankful for that. And I remember um, a few days ago, I was having this conversation about, you know, whatever I was going through. And the person who I was having a conversation with, she was like, man, I, I'm so sorry you had to go through that. I was like, I'm not. I'm happy I went through it. And the reason why I'm happy for it and the reason why I'm thankful for it is because now when I force myself out of those emotions, once that once that affirmation was spoke into me, I became so much more disciplined, so much more focused, you know what I'm saying? And so much more living in my power and my gift, you know, being able to just recognize what I was releasing. So I'm just thankful for that, you know? <laughs> That is a beautiful expression of gratitude. Thank you for sharing all of that. And I'm glad yeah. that you have people like your friend that you turn to in your circle mm -hmm. and in your life to speak, you know, words of life into you and have you come to these realizations rather than, yeah. you know, resorting to imagining or thinking or identifying yourself as being depressed. Because mm. there's so much power in that, right? Like making sure that we're being mindful of what we identify ourselves as or what it mm. is that we say that we're feeling because you could have just, you know, told yourself, I am depressed, you know, I'm going yeah. through depression right now, but actually mm -hmm. you were going through a purge, you were going through a detox and that's yeah. a significant difference. That's, you know, important to become aware of. So I'm glad yeah. that you had that person in your life to bring that awareness to you. Yeah. And I, and I also feel like the most important thing um, about that transition as well was me letting myself not just go through it, but grow through it. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times we don't, we don't allow ourselves to, to go through or grow through emotions. So we try to suppress those emotions. And then later on, you know, all those emotions that have been balled up, just jump out, you know what I'm saying? And I just felt like that's, that was probably the, one of the most important things was just letting myself go through that. Yeah, Absolutely. And I feel like, you know, you're so beautifully spoken. And I Thank was trying you. to find like a post or something that like, you know, gave some more information about like how you became this person or like what mm -hmm. led you to embark on this journey. And I so what we're going to do in this conversation, I'm going to be right. pulling up some captions that I really love. Yes. I'm going to read them <laughs> and we're going to dive in. But there's this post that you... um posted on Facebook uh, last year. And I feel like it kind of touches on your beginning a bit. So it says, on my path to fully understanding spirit, soul, who I truly am, not flesh, not matter, but energy, vibration, frequency, me, God, sitting here smoking on my favorite herbal blend, the I love me blend. And in that session, I was reflecting and collecting a lot of information, not external, but internal. I myself have come a long way, and I mean a very long way, from operating fully as matter in the streets, jail consecutively, letting my emotions control me, my perception on life, not even realizing that my perception, my mind, the way that I think was shaping my reality, my life, period. Even when I was on that path, I've always felt different. Different from my entire circle, as if I wasn't supposed to be there, I came from something higher, something better. It felt like my gut, my inner self, my higher self was refusing to accept the path I was on, as if mm. I always knew better. At that point, I was in a state where I wasn't afraid of the truth anymore. What was the truth? Me. Facing myself. Something had to give. As I was reflecting, I fully overstood 
that people are so comfortable with a lie that they become afraid of the truth. Mm. Me, I refuse to be afraid. I've seen too much in the streets. I've been through too much in life, period. It was time. The hardest thing to me as I was transitioning to a higher frequency was me. The hardest thing in life for me was overcoming myself. After I've defeated myself, that was that what was left over was peace. Mm. I'm feeling closer to God. And <laughs> I <laughs> feel like that whole post was worth reading because there's so much goodness in there. And I, again, feel like it kind of touches on where you come from and what you are coming from, what you are ascending from. So expand on this a little bit for us, you know, like where it is that you are coming from, you know, and yeah, I'll let you wow. kind of share with us a bit. Wow. Yeah, that was that that post right there was powerful, man. So so um transparency, you know, I grew up the only child. Uh my dad um ended up leaving around first, second grade. So pretty much almost my entire life it's just been me and my mom. Um, and you know, with that situation, you know, of course she got to provide, she got to do what she got to do. And so she was gone a lot, you know what I'm saying? And, um, working a lot, you know, of course we had mom and son time, of course. Um, but it wasn't a lot, you know what I'm saying? And so those times where I was alone, um, I would go outside, you know, play with the neighborhood, friends, whatever the case may be. But then a lot of my friends in that neighborhood started branching off in their own lives. Some started moving. You know what I'm saying? And so growing up, man, you know, I, I, I always felt alone, but spiritually and subconsciously, I never felt lonely. You know, because I always felt that there was entity or God, Jesus, you know, whatever, you know, um, you know, you subscribe to whatever the case may be. I always felt an energy present that was always watching me, guiding me, leading me, assisting me, protecting me. Um, and so, <clears throat> so from there, you know, um, for lack of better words, I jumped off the porch. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I branched out from my neighborhood to other neighborhoods. You know what I'm saying? And I started meeting individuals. Um, and, you know, their lifestyle was more street oriented. And so, you know, of course, me wanting friends, me wanting to be around people, me wanting and needing guidance, I pretty much um, gravitated towards that. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, that was that was all I seen. And so, yeah. So, you know, beyond that, man, you know, I was in the streets, you know, like I said in the post, man, you know, you know, been in jail a couple of times, went to, went to, you know, behind the wall. Um, and so what I realized was that even when I was in the streets, I always felt different. You know what I'm saying? Like I said in the post, I always felt different. Like for some reason, and you know, this is no knock to the homies, but I always just felt smarter. You know what I'm saying? What I mean by smarter is I always thought things through instead of always trying to act or react on something instantaneously. You know what I'm saying? Um, I always felt different by, you know, even the life that I live, you know, me smoking and drinking every day. You know what I'm saying? It was like deep down inside of me, there was something inside of me that refused to accept the life that 
I was I was consciously about to accept. And so one day, um, one time, you know, I was behind a wall. I was locked up, man. And I was already big on like, quote unquote, government conspiracies. Right. Um, and so we just throwing things back and forth, whatever the case may be. And my bunkmate, man, he, he, he mentioned a term called GMO. And at that time, I didn't know what GMO was. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm in the streets, you know. And so he told me what GMO was. Um, but because I always, you know, always had my own mind when I was able to get in front of a computer, I looked up what GMO was myself. And so from there, I switched my diet to all organic. You know, I'm still eating meat, whatever the case may be, but I'm making sure it's all organic, grass fed, whatever the case may be. And I felt like at that moment, that's when that the transition started to happen. And when I look back on it now, I realized that food has a spirit it's, it's very spiritual it has a spiritual component and the food and the things that we put and consume inside of our temple that has the capability and the power to either to even keep our dna dormant like they say 98 percent of our dna is junk dna right the things that we consume either keep our dna dormant and or it starts to unlock our dna and i felt like the moment i started to transition to eating my food that's what to, to the food i consume that's when my entire life just started changing and more information about food just started dropping into my lap so i started from eating organic then i started eating only you know organic of course chicken and seafood then just seafood then vegetarian then i became vegan and and now i like to call myself a more natural eater because even on my lives like my community gathers i tell my community like okay you could be vegan you know i'm, I'm all for the transition 100 but at the end of the day, I always pushed for the more natural, the more natural side. And the reason why I say that is because I know people that is not vegan, that's more healthier than vegans because the vegan food that's out there is highly processed. So, you know, of course, I say that I'm vegan, you know, so people can identify my lifestyle. But deep, but inside of me, I'm, I'm more of a natural eater. So I just said that to say, man, me transitioning my diet I feel like it unlocked my DNA to the point where I just started to remember who I was. I started to remember, no, smoking and drinking every day and consuming these chemicals, you know, is not good for my temple. You know what I mean? I started to start, I started to really read books that actually hold more, um, more content, you know what I'm saying? Something more that I can apply to my life, you know what I mean? So I felt like food was definitely the, the biggest component. And, you know, once I came to realization that um, when I look back on it, I always felt like, I always felt like I was always at war with something or I always was at battle with something. And I realized that the only thing, the only person that I'm at battle with and at war with is myself. And once I can overcome myself, I can overcome anything. Once I can overcome my own doubts, my own um, anxiety, my own uh, um, self let letdowns, or once I once I'm able to forgive myself and not depend on something external outside of me to forgive me, but I can look myself in the mirror and know who I am and forgive myself for the things that I've done. Oh, baby, anything else is you know it's game time. Anything else I can overcome. So. Yeah, I, I pray I, I pray I broke that I broke that post down the best way possible. Yeah, you did. And I just feel called to share like, you know, I feel like 
it's so important for people in general, but I think especially men, you know, to hear conversations like this and Mm. to be surrounded by men who are vulnerable and open to expressing their truth Mm. because it's really healing. And I feel like it's, you know, you being able to be so honest with others about your own life and your own journey is a reflection of you being able to be honest with yourself. Like you providing that safe space for yourself first and foremost. So I just wanted to acknowledge that. And also, like, when I was, like, reading more about you and all of that, like, I just felt so proud of you. Wow. And I wanted to make sure that I, like, told you in this conversation, like, I don't know you like that, you know, but I don't need to, to, like, feel proud of you. And I just wanted to say I'm really proud of you. I truly appreciate that. So there's a couple things that I want to expand on a little bit from this post. One of them is, you know, you coming a long way from operating fully as matter. Mm -hmm. And the way that I perceive that is, you know, you no longer identifying yourself as solely human or as solely your body. And something that, you know, I thought of not too long ago is that it's so important that we do expand outside of the identity of being solely human, because when we only identify with being human, we are limited Mm. because the human body is limited. Whereas when we identify with our spirit, we become more expansive and limitless because spirit Mm. is energy and energy is boundless. So expand on that in your own words a little bit. Yeah. So, so the reason why I said that, of course, um, I 1000% agree with exactly what you said. Um, but also to add on to it growing up, well, of course, with me as a boy, a man, whatever the case may be, you know, our appetites are are big hundred percent. Like I have a son and he eats, he eats the house now, you know what I'm saying? Um, but as I got older, and I started to realize, understand, understand, and understand that I'm more spiritual than 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 human. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm spiritual first. I'm a spirit and soul being first. I'm energy. I'm matter. You know, I'm energy. I'm frequency. I realized that um, me eating a lot actually weakened me. And what I mean by that is, is that for an example, right? It's a reason why they tell us to sleep eight to nine hours, right? Because in the same sentence, they're telling us to eat three times a day. Why? Because when you eat three times a day, your body then begins to utilize its own energy to digest that food. Now I've I've um, adapted the lifestyle of I only eat once a day and I only eat between maybe three and six p.m. And, and, I, and, I, and I do that and I realize that now all day I have so much energy. I'm able to tackle any and everything. And even in the ancient scripts, and one of the ancient scripts that I'm speaking on and referring to is the Holy Bible. The Holy Bible has a has has um has a verse in has a verse in there and said that these humans has have let their stomach become their God. Like we're not even a, like we have adapted to the point where we're not even able to control the way we eat and how much we eat. Because once we see food or hear food or think about food, we eat. Then on top of that, you know, of course, the the, the systematic program and that's around us, you know, they play on our emotions, our chakra. Like it's a reason why McDonald's colors is red and yellow. You know what I'm saying? It's a reason why they utilize these colors. So 
they're playing with our frequency. They're playing with our energy. So once you realize that it's a much more spiritual warfare than more physical, you will start tapping into that and being one with yourself. Another example is with my community gatherings, right? Before I even indulge into the community gathering or I start to elaborate on a topic, right? I always start um, the community gathering with a meditation. It's like a 30 second minute meditation with a sound bowl. And what I also teach them is as we're doing this sound bowl, we're only breathing in and out of our nose. Why? Because when we breathe deep in and out of our nose, right? And we breathe out of our mouth. It's like a dragon's breath, although you can do breath work with that. But when we realize when we constantly do when we constantly do that, we're not controlling the breath that comes out of us. It's more of a, you know, it's quick. So when I teach them, okay, breathe in, in your nose and out your nose, it's a more slow and, and, and subtle breath because now what we're doing is we're controlling the body. We're controlling the flesh. We're becoming more spiritual and soul being, and we're controlling the flesh because, you know, our flesh is nothing but a vehicle. And so once I realized that and understood, understood and understood that, I started to even do more things like with intentions, like I'm, I'm very intentional what I, what, what I speak, right? I'm very intentional what I think. I'm very intentional what I watch, what I listen to, because I understand that these things that I consume, right? The things that I consume, it, my, my, the trillions of cells that I'm made up of vibrates on that frequency. And because my soul and spirit inhabits this flesh, now my soul and spirit drops to that frequency. Or and or rises to that frequency. And that right there determines how I can control my life. You know what I'm saying? How I control my realm, my world and, you know, my perspective and perception of my life. You know, so I pray I answered your question. <laughs> you definitely did. And I'm glad that we expanded on that because controlling our appetite is incredibly important. And we don't really, you know, and it's, you know, our our appetite for food isn't even just a reflection of our appetite for food. It's an appetite mm. for, you know, sex. It's an appetite for consuming mm. social media. It's an app, you know, mm. it's all these different appetites that we're controlling when we control one kind. So I'm glad that I expanded on that. And yes. um, another thing that I want to expand on is, as I was reflecting, I fully understood that people are so comfortable with a lie that they mm. become afraid of the truth. And that is so true. And sometimes, you know, people don't even notice that they're being, that they're comfortable with a lie, mm. you know, that, that they are afraid of the truth. So what led you to awakening to that, that you were actually mm. comfortable with lies? Mm. Well, one of the things was when I first became an entrepreneur eight years ago, and it's a quote that I still live by today. And it says, you have to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. That's the only way you can grow, right? The only thing constant is change. If you're not changing, you're not growing, right? And so the reason why I bring that up is because um, when it comes to the perspective of just being comfortable with a lie, you get put in this box. And when something comes along to question or challenge what you believe, um, it starts to make you uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? And it starts to, um, and what happens is it starts to penetrate um, 
it starts to penetrate the energy of the or or and or the aura of your the, the the like how comfortable you are, right? And so, so what what happened? What really happens is is that inside of our brain, right, our conscious, once our conscious believes something, and yet something comes along to challenge that consciousness. Something it's like uh, our neural pathways start to communicate with each other and it puts up that defensive that the, the defensiveness and be like, you know, no, I'm not. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, 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 no. Pretty much, you know. And so what what helped me and when I came to that realization was when I just started learning new things, when I started to change my perspective, like even just the holy scripts, like the holy Quran or, you know, the, the Kabbalah or the holy Bible. You know what I'm saying? I started to understand things on a deeper level. When I read the holy Bible, I'm not reading things um from surface level you know what i'm saying i'm reading it on a deeper level from you know the different parables that it was written upon on because you know a lot of us we we may read things um from just surface level or understand understand or understand things from just surface level even in my community gatherings i tell people like hey watch the movie because so when i say i'm intentional with the things that i watch right when I watch movies or when I watch shows, I'm watching them to dissect or I'm watching them to learn because, you know, of course, they put secrets and things in movies and shows. So when I put these suggestions out in my community, I say, don't watch the show. What I mean by don't watch it with your two eyes, watch it with the with the first eye. With it, which is what they call the third eye, because when you watch it from that perspective, you can have a deeper understanding of what it's actually articulating. And when you and when you fully understand that and you start listening and watching things with your first eye, then the real truth starts to get exposed and not just something that somebody has been telling you and programming you and indoctrinating you. You know what I'm saying? And so and one of the things was when I had that conversation with my bunkmate about GMO, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know what GMO was. Shit, I'm just eating anything. I'm just like, I'm thinking food is food. Like, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? But because also for a very long time, I've always had this, I've always been in a space of mind over matter. I've always been in a space of my mind is powerful. Once I put my mind to it, I know it's done. Like, it's a wrap. You know what I'm saying? Even once I put the action to it, it's done. You know, and so once he once he, you know, brought that perspective and once he brought that information to me about GMO, I'm like, oh, well, so now I have the perspective of shit. The things that they call food is not even food. And now when I walk into the grocery store and you look at the aisles and how they have them sectioned off, you have food, canned food, box food. But then all the way over here, you have health and wellness you have the health and wellness side of the grocery store so now you got to think about it okay if we have the health and wellness side of the of the grocery store what the heck is all of this other stuff you know what i'm saying and so once you it's just man once you start being uncomfortable once you start being comfortable with the uncomfortable you know i started getting i started being comfortable with knowing that dang i've been eating frozen food you know, I've been eating preserved. I've been eating food with dyes in it, with red 40 and blue one. The things that mess with our nerve, like, dang, like this makes me uncomfortable. But I'm comfortable because now 
I'm conscious and I'm and I'm 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 self-aware of the things that I put inside of my temple. And even when it comes to the temple, I always say, I always say that how can we expect to enter the temple of God when we can't even take care of the temple that God gave us? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's just all it's just all about being comfortable with the uncomfortable and also understanding, understanding, understanding that the journey is the destination. You know, so yeah, man, that, that I pray I answered your question. <laughs> I know I'd be I'd be rambling on. I just be getting so excited with the conversations, you know? Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I love how you are expanding with everything. And, you know, as we transition into talking about comfort zones, I feel inspired to ask you, what is a comfort zone that you recently stepped out of? I always okay, I would say one of the things was um is just accepting like letting life happen, right? And what I mean by that is having the perspective that life don't happen to me, but it happens for me. And when I step out of that, I start realizing that everything happens for a reason. Although I kind of, I, I, I already kind of been there, but like I told you, my, my transition from a few weeks ago of me being in that space of purging, I stepped more into it and be like, you know what? Everything happens for a reason. Like, I know it may sound some cliche to a few listeners, whatever the case may be, but it literally happens. Like, okay, like for an example, I had posted a few weeks back, I said, on my story, I said, in traffic, right? We get so caught up in trying to get to where we're going in a rush to go around this school bus that's slow, not knowing that this school bus was placed here in front of us to go slow, to save us from the accident ahead that we could be involved in. So when we have that perspective, it's like, okay, now we got to jump into the power of now, the power of being present, the power of not worrying about tomorrow, not worrying about what we did yesterday, but just being more in the present moment and doing the things that we need to do now. You know what I'm saying? And so I feel like me stepping out of that, stepping out of that comfortable space of like, oh, I'm going to just let it happen or, you know, yeah, like everything happened for a reason. But, you know, I feel like that right there was more so me taking control, more control over my life. And, and although we're, we can't control everything that happens to us, but we can control how we respond to it and not react to it. Because when we react, it's more emotional. You know what I'm saying? But when we respond, we can sit back and we can analyze. We can, we can come from an intellectual point of view and be like, okay, if I respond and not react this way, how would how would this play out? And you know what I'm saying? It's like chess. It's like um, examining every move before we even move and then examining every respond to once we respond to what just happened. OK, how how, how is that going to respond to my response? You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's powerful, man. It's powerful being able to have that perspective and, and taking control over the over your life and 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 getting out of the comfort zone and actually being uncomfortable I'm actually being comfortable with the uncomfortable. Yeah. And something that I feel called to like really point out here is that you know you from what I'm perceiving you as mm-hmm. you're someone who's actually integrating the awakening that you experience, 
right? Mm. And that is so important on our spiritual journey, on our awakening journeys to actually yeah. integrate the newfound information that we come across mm. and that we receive, you know, because for example, the GMO experience that you had, you could have just, you know, become aware of the the knowledge, you know, that, you know, this food isn't actually natural. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh man, that's crazy. Like GMO. Okay. And done nothing about it. And done nothing about it. Yeah. yeah but you actually <laughs> integrated that information. And yeah. I feel like you being someone who genuinely integrates your awakening mm-hmm. is really contributing to the pace of which you are evolving. Mm. Wow. That's a beautiful perspective. Yeah. I didn't even think of it like that. Wow. Yeah. And you know, I, I'm very, I would say that I'm very, uh, even with me becoming an entrepreneur, like I'm, I'm for eight years ago, I feel like that also played a part in my, in my transition because it's different quotes. Like I said, you know, um, it's different quotes that add to it and just being able to learn the information and apply it. Like even in my community, I say, Hey, listen, um, even, okay, boom. When we talk about divine masculine, divine feminine, everything has, everything is duality. You have a divine masculine, you have a divine feminine. And I tell my community, hey, knowledge is divine masculine, right? But wisdom is divine feminine. And you get wisdom by applying the knowledge that you gained. And I also say that and I also um, um, speak that a, a wisdom comes with experience as well, right? Because on my last community gathering, I spoke about how um, I spoke about how not being in the mirror too long, and I'm speaking figuratively, right? So we we'll get so caught up with our own healing or our own situations or our own life journey and learning from that to the point where we're not understanding that this same journey that we're on, we can utilize the wisdom that we gain. And we can look at somebody else that's on that journey and pull them off to the side and give them wisdom on, hey, I've been there, right? I made that decision. Don't make that decision. Try to, you know what I'm saying? Figure out other other decisions or routes that you can go because I've already been down that route. Like we can pull other people and help people on their journey. So I feel like it's it's, it's very important to to utilize and, 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 you know, utilize and, and apply the knowledge to create that wisdom. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's very important. Yeah. And this, uh, this first post that I shared was posted on August 31st of last year. Wow. Has this, (laughs) has this journey, like, I mean, I know you mentioned just now that your, your entrepreneurial path definitely contributed to your spiritual path, which, Mm -hmm. you know, definitely makes sense. And I'm a hundred percent sure that it, that it has contributed to your growth, but do you feel like the the activation, like the full on activation, like really took place around this time last year? Or like, was there a specific moment where you feel like you were really being propelled in this direction? Honestly, no, I don't. I don't think that it was something like, oh, a wake up realization and then a change. You know, like I always say, the journey is the destination I'm, that your post like it, it reminded me like, damn, I'm still on that journey. You know what I'm saying? Because I still have those, 
I still have those times where I reflect on where I came from. I still have those times where I realize that although I am a spiritual being, although I am energy, I'm still having a human experience and I may slip up. You know what I'm saying? I may, you know, eat too much. And now I got to now I got to sit with that. And I'd be like, damn, man, I ate, I ate way too much. You know what I'm saying? But now the but now because I because I know who I am when I look in the mirror, because I take real self-accountability and self-reflective moments. Now it's like, okay, if I eat too much today, I come to that realization I ate way too much today. These next two, three days, I'm a fast. I'm gonna drink my water. I'm gonna drink my fruit juice. I'm gonna eat my pineapples and my mangoes and my strawberries to cleanse my body, to do my body due diligence to eliminate everything I just put in it. You know what I mean? So I'm still, I'm still going through my journey, even my healing. Like, you know, I'm still healing from childhood and the streets and relationships. Like, you know, the journey is the destination. So I don't honestly feel like, um, specifically speaking on me, it's not something that is just a wake up, self-reflection and uh, instant change. Like, nah, my journey is, is forever going. You know what I'm saying? And, and I always say that as well, like time is relative. You know what I'm saying? Although we may look at last year as August is a year, shit in the spiritual realm, that was probably two weeks. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I feel man, it's a journey, man. And, and I'm just loving it and I'm embracing it. And it's just something that I'm just really just loving to reflect on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You can feel that. And I love yeah. that. This conversation is so good, isn't it? Before we continue, let's take a moment, let's take a breather and talk about our partner, Athletic Greens. They support these meaningful conversations we're having. They support this beautiful community and they support and genuinely care about our overall optimal health and well-being. And that's essentially why we're all here, right? We are here to experience optimal health and well-being mentally, physically, spiritually, and something that I have known is essential to experiencing optimal health and well-being is taking daily nutritional supplements. And I'm going to keep it real with y'all. Your girl has not been taking her vitamins and minerals. So this partnership with Athletic Greens is literally happening in divine time because they have a product called AG1 where in just one scoop, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens, a special blend that supports your gut health, your immune system, your nervous system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, literally all the things that I have been wanting to support in my body, all the supplements that I have been wanting to take, again, in just one scoop of AG1. And I have been taking AG1 for the past few days, and I'm here to tell you that it's actually really yummy. Like, I look forward to drinking it after my morning routine every single day because it has this tropically green smoothie kind of taste that I really enjoy. And it's lifestyle friendly, which is really important to me. So whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it's friendly for your lifestyle. And it contains less than one gram of sugar. It has no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, again, while still tasting good. 
I have been so excited to share this partnership, this brand, this product with you all. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash SWG. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash SWG to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I went ahead and put the link in the show notes as well. Okay, let's get back into this incredible conversation. So let's talk about, you know, overcoming the self, Mm -hmm. which is, I feel like the most essential part of this journey. So there's this caption that you shared and it's really beautifully written. You Mm -hmm. wrote, for a very long time, I've been feeling this urge of war and chaos, a feeling that there is something against me, something that I have been going to war with. It wasn't until a couple of months ago that this whole time I realized that I've only been at war with myself. For a long time, I've been my biggest critic, my biggest disappointment, my biggest adversity, my biggest setback, all of which was out of fear. In order to proceed along, I first had to forgive myself, not asking someone or something to forgive me, but asking and allowing myself to forgive me. Forgiving myself for not trusting myself, loving myself, valuing myself, listening to myself. That was the first step to my healing and becoming the best version of myself. Next, I began to start knowing myself, what I like, what I don't like, what my boundaries are, and what I truly want out of this experience as I go Mm. through different chapters and levels. Next, I had to overcome myself, the self-doubt, the small insecurities, and many other feelings, thoughts, and actions that may have been holding me back in becoming the best version of myself. Once I overcame myself, I can overcome anything. Wow. And you brought this up earlier in the conversation, but yesterday I was thinking like, you know, as long as we continue to believe that the solutions or the liberation exists outside of us and mm-hmm. not within, we're going to continue to give our power away. And I feel like you having this realization was you reclaiming your power. Yes. Yes. You know, it's honestly it, like it, it all boils down to just self-accountability. And the reason why I say that is because I've done a lot of things that I'm not proud of. You know what I'm saying? I've done a lot of things that, like I said in the post, that hindered me from growth. You know what I'm saying? Um, And once I realized that, um, and of course, realizing that, I became disappointed in myself. Like, how could you do that? Like, why would you do that? You know what I'm saying? And again, it also goes back to us, you know, we're spiritual energy, et cetera, but yet we still have a human experience. We make mistakes. And once you have that perspective and also knowing who you are and taking the self-accountability, man, it's like now, like you said, you could you could um, basically utilize the wisdom that you learn from that and 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 make the change. You know what I'm saying? And so so me making that post was just um with just understanding myself, man, like just knowing, like, okay, like for an example, right? Me growing up um, and me being in different relationships, like I always had set a high sex energy. 
you know what I'm saying? My energy was high and said, like, I just, not that I always wanted to have sex, but when I'm with my partner, it's like, you know, I want you, you know what I mean? And so I realized, and I, and I've had different experiences where, you know, my partners couldn't keep up with me. And I always felt like it was, it was something wrong with me. You know what I'm saying? So with me having that self accountability and me having that self reflective moment, um, I started to step back instead of continue to, um, to aid and assist into whatever though that, that space I was in, I started to set back to sit back and like, let me examine myself. Is there something really wrong with me? And I started checking out books about sexual energy and realizing that no, nah, it's, it's nothing wrong with me. I just need to transmute that energy instead of always trying to have sex or have any kind of sexual encounter. How about I transmute that energy and redirect that energy into my life to 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 to, to something more productive? You know what I'm saying? And I bring that up because that was something I had to overcome. That was something that I had to not defeat within myself, but to make amends with myself. I didn't want to suppress that. You know what I'm saying? Because once you defeat it, it's kind of like it, it, it's similar to depressing or detoxing out. Like, no, I didn't want to do that because also high sexual energy is healing energy. Right. That's the that's the greatest creative energy there is. When you have sex, you know, you you're creating another being. That's the highest creative energy there is. So I didn't want to suppress that. I didn't want to eliminate that. I wanted to become friends with that. I wanted to to understand, understand and understand that. So I, like I said, I just bring that up because that is one of the one of the one of the main things that I had to overcome within myself. And once I overcame that, it's like. You know, the wisdom came and now it's like I'm running seven businesses and people ask me, how can you do it? And it's because I'm redirecting my creative energy instead of instead of, you know, um, instead of lowering my frequency and doing something that I've been programmed to do. You know what I'm saying? Us as men, we haven't been programmed to cultivate our sexual energy. As men, we haven't been programmed to not watch porn. That shit all in our face. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, that's I would say that's one of the main things, you know, that I had to overcome. And I just wanted to elaborate on that just to draw an illustration on, you know, of overcoming, overcoming myself. Yeah, thank you for sharing all that. And I'm excited to touch on semen retention a bit in the conversation. (laughs) But I still want to expand a little bit on forgiving the self, specifically Mm -hmm. when it comes to shame and um, guilt. Mm-hmm. Because something that I realized when I was awakening to, you know, when I had like my twin flame moment, yeah. you know, whether or not that was actually my twin flame, I'm grateful for that experience because it awakened me to masculine and feminine energies mm. and a lot of knowledge surrounding that. And something that I realized is that, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to put labels from, but from my own life experience and my own, you know, observations, I've noted that men who carry guilt and shame are really weighed down heavy like really heavy and i feel like a lot of men have that experience and you know i don't know i just i'd love to have you share with us a bit more about you forgiving yourself and and if you had to overcome guilt and shame i know you kind of touched on it but i want to expand on it a little more because i think it's really important yeah, yeah, for sure, man. It's it's a lot. It's a lot of things that 
like I said, I haven't, I've done that I'm not proud of, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like one of the things that, hmm, of course, um, self-accountability, you know, like I always say, um, but also knowing and understanding the power that I have and knowing that if like as a man, right, even as a little boy growing up, like we've been taught to suppress our emotions, right, to suppress how we feel and et cetera. And I feel like that right there is it aids and assists into us not knowing how to forgive ourselves because, you know, it's like I can't show any emotion. I just got to, you know, suppress it and move on. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like me naturally and also learning how to tap into my feminine side. You know what I'm saying? My divine feminine, because we got two heads. We got divine masculine, divine feminine. And I feel like not being so masculine, not being so hard and tapping into my feminine side. I feel like that was one of the main things that was um, helping me and assisting me in being in being able to forgive myself. Because now in the midst of me forgiving myself, I'm crying. Now, in the midst of me forgiving myself, I'm going back on old on old emotions that I, w- I, w- I once was feeling. Not only that, I'm also going back on, you know, the times where I knew something was right, but I didn't listen to my gut feeling. I went ahead and did it and it turned out to not be right. That right there is me not trusting myself. Like, how can I not trust myself? You know what I'm saying? I can trust everybody else, but how can I not trust myself? So me going back and realizing that that's divine feminine. That's me tapping into my emotions, feeling my emotions, crying, journaling, writing it out and realizing that. And like, you know what? If I can't release this, if I can't let this go and purge and let and let it out, I'm going to harbor it. And there and, and it's impossible for me to move on. It's impossible for me to not be toxic or not show toxic. It's impossible for for me not to be fully successful or to to me reaching my fullest potential or my highest self. So I, I, I have no choice but to purge this out so now I can move on. You know what I'm saying? It's something that I learned um, by a, 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 a God, a, a king named Jason Wilson. He said, do not let trauma time travel. Do not let your emotions or past situations time travel. And most men, we let it time travel because, for an example, in my situation, me not having my me not having a male figure in my life. I've let that emotion time travel up until my adult years. And now I have a problem with people telling me what to do. Now I have a problem with authority. Now I have a problem with listening. Now I have a problem with learning. And if I don't face that childhood, that little boy inside of me that needed a man to tell him what to do, that needed a man to guide him. You know what I'm saying? But because I had to learn everything on my own, now I have these emotions. But if I don't address that little that little boy inside of me, it's impossible for me to move on. It's impossible for me to learn. Right. So I had to just go back and look at that and and forgive myself for not 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 loving myself. You know what I'm saying? Not listening to myself. And then and then also when I forgive myself, I not only forgive myself, I'm forgiving my dad. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm forgiving my mom. You know what I'm saying? For, 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 for her not being there in certain situations, but also understanding that she had to do what she had to do. I'm also not only that, I'm also forgiving the ancestors that came before me that had to deal with the trauma that probably generational curses, quote unquote. Yeah, I'm also forgiving um, and, and healing generational curses. And also, not only am I healing and forgiving the past, I'm healing and forgiving the future as well through my son and his kids and their kids, you know? So I feel like it was, it, it was just a very touchy moment for me and also a self-realization like, man, if I don't get past this, it's, it's going to be a generational curse and it's going to be a constant cycle over and over and over again. That was really good. Yeah. I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like a lot of people are going to need to hear that. And, yeah. you know, again, just thank you for sharing your honesty with us. Yes. Um, and, you know, earlier when I mentioned that, you know, you it's it's pretty transparent that you've held that safe space for yourself. You know, that was your inner divine feminine holding mm. that safe space for you to heal in the ways that you just mentioned. Facts. What are you proud of forgiving yourself for if you're open to sharing one? Yeah, of course. Um, one of the things that I'm, that I'm very proud of, of forgiving myself is not loving myself. Because one thing about it, you can't love anything or anybody without loving yourself first. And I realized that in order to um, in order to receive the love that I that I know I deserve, I'm talking about from anything or anybody, I must first give it to myself. You know what I'm saying? And so um, that's one of the main things that I wanted to forgive myself for, because um, there was times like in the past, like we said about GMO and things of that nature, there was times where I slipped up, you know what I'm saying? And went ahead and ate whatever I wanted to eat. You know what I'm saying? But when I look at that, yeah, I'm human, whatever. I'm having a human experience and, you know, I'm not perfect, but that is also a sense of not loving myself. You know what I'm saying? Because if I truly love myself, I'm going to have that mind of a matter and implement the things that I know and not turn back and not look back. You know what I'm saying? Loving myself, listening to myself, knowing when something is or is not right. And also drawing boundaries. Like I, it's been so many times where I overextended myself. You know what I'm saying? And I'm talking about overextended myself to, to individuals that were not grateful and thankful. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not looking for anything back, but damn, could you at least be thankful and great? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, um, and, and, and even in that, even in that space, like I can't tell, even with me overextending myself, I can't tell my homie, hey, you can come sleep on my couch if you ain't got no place to go. But yet I don't have a couch. I got to get my couch first. I got to get me, me first. You know what I'm saying? I got to love me first before I can, I can overflow in my cup. You know, I had seen this thing on, um, on Instagram a few weeks back and it was this dude, he was drawing an illustration on how you should be overflowing into other people. And although yes, you can, you can overflow in people as your cup is being filled, but it can get to a point where you're overflowing in people to where you're just making yourself empty. And that's not how it's supposed to be because now at that point, you're not loving yourself. You know what I'm saying? So your cup needs to overflow. Now you can overflow in others in the midst of also why, like I said, as your cup is filling, you know what I'm saying? You can also overflow in other people as well. But I just feel like that's one of the main things that 
you know, I, I had to forgive myself for. And I'm kind of still forgiving myself for because I still find myself overextending myself. And I got to step back and be like, you know what? No, nah, wait, let me draw my boundaries. You know what I'm saying? Let me draw my boundaries and 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 reevaluate the situation. So loving myself, forgiving myself. So loving myself was one of the main things for sure. Yeah. And, you know, I recently thought like, I mean, the more that I heal and the more that I awaken, the more that I am in my spiritual practice, the more that mm. I realize, you know, how important my relationship with myself is and mm. how important my love and my honor for myself is. And, you know, self-care and self-love can feel very, like, uh, overplayed in mm-hmm. this time, you know, but yeah. it really is so important. And I feel it's important. like what you brought up is a great transition into my next uh, caption that I want to share mm-hmm. in regards to your biggest mistake, which you mm-hmm. posted at the in December of 2020. Mm-hmm. You said, my biggest mistake was wanting more for someone, more than they wanted for themselves. It got to the point where I was solely focused on making that person better that I forgot about myself. I make the mistakes so you don't have to. I'm not perfect, but I am a great man. And I, you know, it's interesting because I, when I read this, I was like, man, I really resonate with this. But then when I saw it was posted in December 2020, I was like, oh my gosh, I was literally experiencing this at that exact time as well. Wow. Um, My biggest mistake was wanting more for someone more than they wanted for themselves. And I I feel like that's something that so many people can relate to. And Mm. what's coming up for me right now is as we're talking about, you know, as we were talking about our relationship with ourselves, do you feel like there's a reflection here of like, you know, us wanting more for someone more than they want it for themselves, a reflection of us wanting more for ourselves. For ourselves, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, 100%. 100%. Expand on on that moment. I mean, yeah. you know, for me personally, when I was going through that, it was like my quote-unquote twin flame experience, mm. right? And, you know, you have the runner, you have the chaser. I was the chaser in this experience. And I realized that, you know, I had spent months trying to awaken this person, trying to heal this person, trying to change Mm. this person, trying to also like prove myself worthy of this person. And eventually I realized like, man, I am so depleted. Like there is, there is literally no more that I can give of myself to this person. Like I, you know, and it's important that we don't get ourselves to that point, but I'm grateful that I did because I learned from that experience, but share with us a little bit more about, about your experience with that. Yeah. So, so my perspective of that, you know, even, even now when I look back on it, and over time, I thought I even posted that, that how I felt, man, I started to realize that us as individuals, when we're in that space, what it is, is that we are falling in love and we are loving this person in a chapter that they're not in, that we see them in. So this person could be in, so this person can be in chapter 13, but yet because we're, we see the potential that this person had. We're loving this person in chapter 52. You know what I'm saying? And so what happens is, is that we start loving this. We, we're, not, we're not truly loving this person because if we truly love this person, we will love this person as they're coming 
and as they're going, which is going to the chapter that they're in. And, um, I, and, I, and I started to realize that and I was like, wow. So now it's like at this point, I have to make the conscious choice and decision to either continue to um, aid and assist this person as they're going through different chapters or or remove myself from the situation and let them go through the chapters that they're that they need to go in that I can see and that I know that they're going, you know what I mean? And so that's one of the, that's one of the recognitions that I had. And also the point you made, like, even, even when we look at the situation from a bird's eye view, we got to realize like, Hmm. So because everyone that we encounter is a reflection of the, of, of us, rather it's our lower self or higher self. Now we got, now I have to look at this situation. Okay. With me overextending myself, well, me wanting more for this person and being frustrated with the situation, is it me just wanting more for myself? So now I got to, so now I have to sit back and self realize, and you know what I'm saying? And realize that, okay, well now is this situation the best for me? You know what I'm saying? Because if I'm in a space of, man, I want more, I need more, I know I can have more and be the best version of myself. Is this situation, was this situation, was this situation placed here in front of me for me to have that self-reflective moment? You know what I'm saying? And move on. So, um, so I would say to elaborate, you know what I'm saying? I would say that, um, that was one of the main things that I have to, I had to realize and, 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 you know, of course, looking at it from a bird's eye view um, from the situation that I was in, you know what I'm saying? Because, man, like you said, we can overextend ourselves so much to the point where we become drained when that when when, you know, of course, when we change our perspective and, and understanding, understanding, overstanding a person that the chapter that they're in. And now also it's a song that I have out. It's called I Love You Myself. Right. And now you got to realize that instead of continually pouring in this person, I need to, I need to step back and pour into myself because now again, back to the self self loving, you know what I'm saying? Now I'm, I'm neglecting myself. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to pour in you and make you better. Now shit, I'm slacking over here. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I feel like that is one of the things that, that creates resentment. You know what I'm saying? That is one of the things that create trauma to the point where now we got to go back and do shadow work and heal from that. You know what I'm saying? Instead of just pouring into ourselves, making ourselves happy, you know what I'm saying? Creating peace within ourselves, And then we attract that. So when I'm, so when we attract that, I'm no longer depending on you for my happiness. I'm no longer depending on you for my peace, but yet you add to my happiness and I add to yours. You add to my peace and I add to yours, you know? So I feel like that's one of the main things that, or, or one of the, one of the greatest perspectives that I had, you know, um, based off of that, that post that I made. Yeah, you expressed that very beautifully. And I'm so glad that you worded it the way you did, because mm. I feel like when people relate to this post that I shared that you wrote, that's exactly what it is. It's people falling in love with the potential of somebody. Facts. And in that case, what you have to do is like really keep it real with yourself and be like, you know, the version that I have of them in my mind mm. is the potential of who they are, not who they are in this moment. Mm. So I have to accept who they are and you yeah. have to ask yourself, can I actually accept who they are in this moment? Mm. 
And if you can't accept who they are in that moment, if you can't genuinely love them in that moment, then you have to remove yourself, like you said. And that's really what it is. And also, I, I like that you, I love that you brought up resentment because if we don't remove ourselves, Mm-hmm. We do start to build up resentment. And yep. it's the resentment for somebody that doesn't even really exist. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's yeah. resentment towards it's really resentment out of out of expectation. Oh, and that's there it un, is. that's that's unfair to the other person, you yep. know? Yeah. And 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 on top of expectation is also the attachment as well of the expectation because even 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 when even when we come to the realization of okay i need to remove myself it becomes hard it becomes difficult because now we feel attached to this person now we feel like man i just pour so much of this energy and i feel like it'll go to wet you know what i'm saying it's attachment and i always say listen we are connected to everything yet attached to nothing that to be in that space, it's like now you're in a space of what's for me is for me, what's not is not, right? That which I desire desires me. That which that which I'm supposed to have, I'm going to have it. And that which I'm not supposed to have, I'm not supposed to have it. And so it is and so it shall be. You know what I mean? And I feel like because, because we get so attached to things and people, it it just it'd be so hard it's so difficult you know what i'm saying and 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 of course that's one of the things i'm still working on as as well uh, you know i'm i'm we spiritual i'm so being man but again i'm i'm having a human experience and i can do nothing but continue to learn grow and change you know what i mean and i just feel like that's one of the that's one of the things that all of us that we should start implementing in our daily lives, not just being attached to things. You know what I'm saying? It, it was for us is for us. You know what I mean? It's going to be for us. And a lot of times the things that's for us is only for us for certain seasons. And so when it's time to go, when it's time to let it go, it need to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk about semen retention. Mm-hmm. I, actually don't really know anything about this. So I'm excited to learn a little bit from you. Um, You have a post, a caption that says, Mm -hmm. cultivating male sexual energy is the most powerful thing a man can do. Learning semen retention, ejaculation control, building your semen, practicing transmuting that sexual energy up the spine through the energy centers, the chakras, up to the crown. Good God, what a spiritual awakening. Mm. Uh, tell us a bit about <laughs> semen retention. I know, I, well, I don't know, but I, from what I saw, it seems like, you know, that knowledge really was inspired from, from a book that you read. Yes. Um, so tell us a bit more about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so we rewind like earlier in our conversation, um, you know, I spoke about me having high sexual energy, me not wanting to suppress that energy. And um, so I just started checking out books, man. One of the books was Cultivating Male Sexual Energy. The other book was The Teachings of the Jade Dragon. You know, it's, it's, it's many books out there when it comes to learning. And, it, and what it really is, it's the subject of Taoism. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so... And so when it comes to, so basically semen retention and ejaculation control is two different things, right? Semen retention is basically being abstinent. It's not having any sexual intercourse at all. Ejaculation control is actually having sexual intercourse, but not ejaculating. 
And so I am I'm, I'm for both. Right. But I and I teach the knowledge and the wisdom of both. But I'm more for ejaculation control. And the reason being is one, because first off, as a man, our sexual organ, um, our penis is a muscle. And you know what they say, if you don't use it, you lose it. If you're not using your muscle, you know what I'm saying? It becomes weak, whatever the case may be. So that's one of the reasons why I am for ejaculation control, because, you know, of course, man, you know, engage in sexual acts, of course, you know, with your partner. Um, the reason why I'm for ejaculation control as well, and I, and I preach more on that, is because um, when you practice ejaculation control on during sexual intercourse, what's happening is, is that because you are being stimulated, you have this urge to want to ejaculate. And what happens is, is that when when the semen, um, when our semen begins to build up to become released, what happens is our body now instantly start creating new semen to become replaced to the semen that's about to, to that's about to um, that's about to be let go out of the body. But what happens is, is that when you don't ejaculate, that semen that was being getting ready to um, to come out and the semen that was actually newly created, it combines and it basically creates more semen. Now, the, now the power of our semen as men, that's our life force. The reason why I'm saying that's our life force is because that is the exact seed that we implant implant into you all to to bring another being inside of this realm. So that's our life force. Not only is that our life force, that's our creative energy. Remember what I said, sexual energy, that's the that's the, the highest creative energy there is. So what happens is, is that when that semen, when our semen is being, um, is being recycled inside of the body, now as a man, my life force is being broadened. My life force is being more heightened. My creative energy is being more heightened. Now I can think clearer. Now I can create things because all, because creative energy is feminine energy now. So when you're practicing ejaculation control, you're practicing cultivating your feminine energy. And then what happens is also, right, on an esoteric realm, when you start cultivating your sexual energy as a man and you start learning different breathing practice, when you start learning how to pulsate your PC muscle, which is the perineal, which is located between the anus and the and the and the and the sack of the man. Right. When you start learning how to pulsate that, what you start to do is you start to move that sexual energy, that creative energy, and you start to transmute it up the spine, which is what they call the Kundalini rising. You start to bring it up the spine through the chakras. And what happens is, is that you start to pretty much um, revitalize the entire nervous system and each chakra. Although we have seven main, we have multiple chakras across the uh, across our entire body. And so you start to regenerate each chakra. And what happens is, is that this creative energy starts to rest in a, in a heart chakra. So now as a man, let's say you're a man in a relationship. So now you're so now you're telling your woman you love her for no reason. Now you're buying flowers for no reason. Now, because you're transmuting that creative energy, now you're thinking about a business you can create. Now you're more, you're more receptive and you're more just, you're just out there. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just a beautiful feeling, man. You know what I'm saying? And although it's more esoteric than anything, you know, sometimes 
is difficult to explain because it's more of a, it's a it's a feeling, it's a frequency, it's a vibration. Trying to explain that is lowering that frequency. You know what I mean? So all I can do is more so um, teach about the practices and the things that I experience. Like even even um, knowing that our semen holds minerals, it holds biophotons. You know what I'm saying? I know this may sound funny. You know what I'm saying? But um, it's been practices where women would actually utilize the man's semen and put it on their face to get rid of acne, to get rid of skin disease and different skin ailments. Why? Especially if this man is eating correctly. Let's not, let's also add that in there too, because what you eat affects your semen. So, so, and and so why does that, um, why did, was that a practice for a lot of women? Because our semen holds biophotons, a lot of minerals, right? It literally revitalized the entire body. As a man, when you cultivate your semen, it really, it literally can get rid of a lot of ailments that most of us have. So, yeah, so that's, that's the, I pray I answered your question about the semen retention ejaculation control, because it's, it's very powerful for us men to practice. Yeah, yeah, you definitely that was beautifully explained. And yeah. I'm just like listening to you like there's there's <laughs> so much information out there, you know? Like sometimes Man. I get overwhelmed by everything that I want to learn. Yeah. But it's beautiful to have these conversations, you know, with other people mm. and like, you know, gain some of that knowledge that all of us learn on our journey. But something that, you know, is coming up for me as a question in regards to this is like if you are you know, practicing semen retention or ejaculation control. Mm -hmm. And that's building up, you know, that energy, cultivating that energy within you. It still has to be expressed in some way, Mm -hmm. right? Because if not, I'm guessing that that buildup will be unhealthy or or is that incorrect? Like you still have to use that creative energy to create something. Yeah. Right. Whether it's like breath work or if it's like creating a business or or whatever the case may Mm -hmm. be, there's still an expression taking place that matters. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah, 100 percent. That expression definitely matters. And and the reason why I say that is because although cultivating your sexual energy and expressing that that creative energy is feminine, but at the same time, cultivating that semen, cultivating your semen is also masculine. So you're building up. You're also building up a tremendous amount of masculine energy and that can be destructive, right? That's why in my class, I tell my men, listen, don't just build your semen up. Like go to the gym, go walk, read a book, create a business, get a job, cook, learn how to cook, paint. You know what I'm saying? If you do music, do music. You know what I mean? Like you have to express that. You have to. Um, And also one of the things I want to elaborate on as well is that, um, just just as a side note, when it comes to semen retention ejaculation control, um, for the men that are listening to this, I need y'all also to understand this is that one drop of semen equals 40 drops of blood, right? Also, um, also I have this, I, I, I came up with this illustration, right? Um, and it's a question that I asked my class. I said, how do you kill an alligator? It's something that I read. How do you kill an alligator? You kill an alligator by feeding it because once this alligator is full, it becomes weak and in a sedative state. Now, think about this. When a man ejaculates multiple times, right, what does he do as soon as he ejaculates? He becomes tired. He becomes sleepy. He becomes thirsty. He becomes hungry. Right. This is this was just an illustration of, you know, the the um, the comparison of, yes, when a man ejaculates. 
you literally become weak. Every time a man ejaculate, you literally erase at seven to 10 days off of your life every single time. Every time you ejaculate. So that's so that's why I want to I, I just wanted to just, you know, add that side note, like it's, it's very powerful for us men to practice this because and and now now don't get me wrong. I'm not saying us men don't ejaculate at all as well. You know what I'm saying? But what I am saying is, you know, of course, you can practice for as long as as long as you want. You can go for months. You know what I'm saying? Um, but what I'm also saying is. Um, I'm, because I'm not an extremist, I also tell my men, listen, out of 10 times you have sexual intercourse, ejaculate only once. You know what I'm saying? Instead of ejaculate, instead of ejaculating every, every single time, only ejaculate once. Because, but, but once you reach that 10th time, you're going you're gonna to feel the power. You're going to feel the energy to the point where you're like, you know what, I'm, I'm good. I'm going to just keep cultivating. You know what I'm saying? And I also tell my men that animals mate, right? Men have sex. Gods make love. And I always tell my men that ejaculating other than ejaculating other than the reason to procreate is a waste of energy and life force. Because if you think about it, we only supposed to be mating is if we're manifesting or if we're creating and or creating. And when I mean manifesting, I mean that you can literally use sex as as magic to manifest. And you can also use sex to bring another being inside of this realm, you know? So just a little side note. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I appreciate you explaining that. And I'm glad that I asked that follow-up question because everything Mm -hmm. that you shared on top of that seems very important. Yeah. I can go on and on speaking with you, but I got two last questions for you. If you're, if you're mm-hmm. open to, to answering those. Um, okay. So I wanted to bring up your most recent post mm-hmm. as a man. If you have no vision or if you do not mm-hmm. yet know your purpose, you should not be in a relationship or trying to pursue any woman unless you have a woman that genuine, genuinely loves you, supports you, encourages you, motivates you, and inspires you to become the best version of yourself. Women should not be your focus. At that point, women become a distraction. Mm. Please understand, understand, and overstand that no woman wants a man that has no purpose, let alone no vision. A man that has no vision cannot lead. Where are you leading your tribe to health and liberation or death? What mm. brought this up for you? Yes. So what brought that up for me, man, was just um, it was actually a conversation, actually conversations that I've had with my close friends. You know what I'm saying? That I keep around me. And, you know, that that inspired the, the you know, the quote, because when as a man, you know, when you look at things from a bird's eye view, right, even even for certain schools, even for certain private schools, it's a reason why they have boys on one side and girls on one side learning because we can become a distraction from one another from learning the important things because we're going to forever be here we're going to always be able to mate to get to know each other etc etc but the most important things is having a vision having and knowing your purpose and so with that post i was just pretty much explaining that you know as a man right unless you have a woman that truly loves you, that truly supports you and encourages you, that's not depleting you, that's not distracting you, right? 
Because, of course, a man with a woman by his side, oh, can reach its highest potential, period. You know what I'm saying? Now, now that's one thing I, I, I don't want to misconstrue. Like, a man needs a woman and a woman needs a man, period. You know what I'm saying? We need each other. But in the midst of our journey, in the midst of knowing and understanding, understanding and overstanding our purpose and having a vision, specifically speaking for men, if we don't have that woman by our side, women do not need to be our focus because now goes back to ejaculation control and semen retention. Now we're so focused on having sex or we're so focused on, you know, pursuing women, not knowing that these women and that focus it is depleting us. It's depleting us men. It becomes a distraction. You know what I'm saying? So I just put that out there just for us men to just reevaluate our situation. You know, do I have a woman that supports me, that loves me, that truly wants to see me win? That's not distracting me and pulling me off to different things that could that could lead me off the path of even of knowing my purpose. You know what I'm saying? Because most men, we don't know our purpose yet, no matter how old we are. We don't know our purpose. And yet that's okay. That's a part of our journey. But it's about knowing that. And having that self-accountability, okay, I don't know my purpose. So because I don't know my purpose as a man, I need a purpose. I must have a purpose. I'm not here for no reason. So I need to stop distracting myself and focus. I have a, also, I have a community gathering alive a, a, a few weeks ago. I spoke about the power of silence. Most of us don't know how to be silent. When you're silent, you can hear more. So when mo- so when us as men, when we're not distracted by external things, when we're not distracted by women, we're not when we're not distracted by music and TV and entertainment, we can sit in silence. And when we're sitting in silence, we can hear that inner voice speaking to us, what they call God, Jesus, angels, ancestors, whatever you shall subscribe to. We can hear that inner voice telling us what we need to do. We can hear that inner voice telling us telling us what our purpose is. You know what I'm saying? So I just put that out there for us men to just just pretty much reevaluate our situation and, you know, the, the environment and the community that we in so we can know our purpose and know what we need to do to accomplish. You know what I'm saying? To pretty much leave a legacy, generational wealth or, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever our route may lead, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Man, thank you. So much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. My last question that I'm just curious to ask you is how do you define God? I define God as wow, that's a that's a great question. How do I define God? I would say right now, the chapter that I'm in, right? The perspective that I have in this present moment, I define God, God by every living being, every natural living being. Bees, ants, plants, trees, the sun, the birds, the bees, the bears, the tigers, the lions, (laughs) food, vegetables, fruit, me, you, right? I define God by every living consciousness um, that's, yeah, that's how I, every, every living being, every, every living being that has a consciousness that, um, that is natural, you know, and I put emphasis on that natural, (laughs) 
you know? Um, so yeah, I would say that's how, how I define God, man. Um, source expressing itself, source expressing itself through every consciousness, through every perspective, because I got a plant next to me, you know, that's source. But that's source express. That's source having another consciousness. That's source having another perspective. I don't know. I can't see what this plant see. I can't hear what this plant see. Can't what this plant hear, you know. But yet it's still connected to source, you know. Just like you, just like me, we have different perspectives, but yet we all come from that source. So that's why I got God is here right here because I feel like God is everywhere. God is all around. You know what I'm saying? Even even the realms that we're not that we can't perceive because we only see a fraction of of the of our light reflection that we see. You know, although we see what we see, yet we see and not see all at the same time because there are different realms and different dimensions that is happening in this present moment in this same space that we can't see, that we can't perceive. So we see and can't see all at the same time. Same thing with hearing. We hear, but yet we can't hear all, this, all at the same time. So I just feel like God is God is all. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, at the same time, for me, and in this present moment, I don't even like using the same, I don't even like using the word God because I feel like even, even, even that English word that we've been programmed to use even lowers the frequency of what is. You know what I'm saying? I do, you know, it's, man, I just feel like it's just, a, a, it's just being. God is being. When you close your eyes, what do you see? You see nothing. You see nothing but darkness. I don't see this phone right now. I don't see my plants, my bookshelves, nothing. I see nothing but pure darkness. Now, I'm connected to being, I'm connected to source, I'm connected to God because now I'm no longer separated from nothing. I am everything, yet I am nothing all at the same time. <laughs> I, I pray I answered your question. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's an honor to have a conversation with you. And For I sure. want to acknowledge that. Sure. Um, <laughs> before we get into the final five, Mm-hmm. And I just want to add, I resonate with everything that you just shared. Sure. <laughs> I resonate with everything that you just shared. Before we get into the final five, I want to hold space for you in the case that there's anything coming up for you that you feel maybe, maybe we didn't touch on that you want to mm-hmm. express. But if not, it's all good. Um, honestly, there there's nothing. There's nothing um, that I need to, that I feel needed to express. I feel like... Um, I feel like everything that needs to express has been expressed and will be expressed if anything needs to be expressed. So yeah, nothing, nothing's on, nothing's on my end, Queen. <laughs> Beautiful. So the final five are five fill in the blank sentences. You can say one word or you can expand on it. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. I am grateful to understand. Me. I am grateful to believe. In me. I am grateful to overcome. <laughs> me. <laughs> me. I'm a I'm grateful to be. Me. I am mm. mm. grateful to release. Me. Mm. 
because once I, once I, once I overcome myself, I can overcome any and everything beyond me. Once I overcome myself, I can then overcome any and everything beyond me. Amen. <laughs> Ashe, aho, all of all it. Of, all of the above. All right? of the above. <laughs> this, this is hands down one of my favorite podcast conversations that I've had. I love like, it. I love and, it. And I, I just want to acknowledge that I acknowledge that, you know, all the all the wisdom and all the knowledge that you shared with us in this conversation mm. and all the honesty, like was a lot of your own investment of time and energy wisely. Yes. Mm. And, you know, I just want to acknowledge that I value that. I thank value you. your time and energy and this conversation. So thank you so much for being a guest. Thank you for thank this you. conversation. And I'm I'm so excited to share this with everyone. Yeah, I just I just also before we go, I just want to show my gratitude and express my gratitude for first you inviting me. Um, well, first to the powers that be um, us crossing paths um, and then for you acting on us crossing paths and inviting me on your podcast. Um, I just want to tell you that I appreciate you. I honor you. I respect you. And I just thank you so much for, you know, inviting me once again and giving me the time and the space to speak, um, to elaborate, to expound and to express and to be transparent and vulnerable. You know, so so thank you. You know, thank you. I, this is definitely one definitely hands down one of the best and greatest interviews podcasts that I have been on, you know, and so I just give honor and thanks again to the powers that be and to you. So thank you.